you doing, Brian? I'm doing good, Jordan. How are you, man? I'm doing well. It's I couldn't ask for a better uh, day. Yeah, it's, it's just beautiful. Good weather. It looks things green. Looks nice. You said a little bit of crisp chill in the air, but enough to not. Yeah, it's fresh. It's That's fresh. awesome. Yeah, it's nice here. Yeah. I would say it's probably in the 60s. I'm over uh, in my parents' house, man. I haven't been uh, back to my home since January, since I moved back up north. I haven't been home, so it's nice to be here this weekend. That's good. So, what else it is with you, Brian? Oh, what, what else it is? It is. I, what else it is? What else it is? Uh, dude, you got some big news. I got some huge news. Uh, I put in an offer on a house, and they accepted it uh, yesterday. So I, you know, obviously got to go through the whole, you know, escrow process, inspections, appraisal, all that fun jazz. But uh, signing your soul away, I'm gonna potentially be in debt for uh, half a million dollars uh, here shortly. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be Love awesome. Uh, but I'm excited, man. It's uh, it's exciting. It gets scary. It's uh, it's just. It's, it's uh, all those things. All those things all at once. It's adulting well, at its finest. Yeah, at its best and worst. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, people, I, I don't know. I always kind of revered people who were my age or younger or whatever who owned a house or had a house instead of renting, you know? Yeah. And um, now that the shoe's on the other foot and I have a house and people are like, oh, that's cool. That's responsible. That's whatever. And I And I love to remind them that... Um, they're, they're like, oh, is this your house? And I said, well, yeah, like I can knock a wall down if I want or I can like change stuff. But really what I own is the mortgage. Yeah, so, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So eventually this house will will be mine and hopefully I will have done a good job taking care of it. Yeah. Did I tell you? So what it is with me, Brian? Yeah, last what it night, is with you, Jordan? Um, last night I got a little rambunctious and... Sometimes I get anxious and um, my mind spins and I'm like, man, there's so many things I need to do or should be doing or could be doing. You never. And I I'm, would never imagine that. You Really? Never? Yeah, uh, never. Yeah. Well. Sar- sarcasm um, alert. Little, no, little known fact, Brian, is that, yeah, that is me. Um, but I was just laying there and I was anxious. I'm like, man, what can I do? What should I do? Like, I want to learn how to code better because I want to beef up our website I want to beef up my resume so I can, you know, hunt for better jobs. I have a project at work that's kind of weighing on my mind. So I'm like, I could do that, but it's like eight o'clock on a Friday night. So no, <laughs> um, there's always, there are always things to clean. There are always things to fix. And, uh, it kind of dawned on me. Well, I didn't like deliberately decide this, but I went down to a room in my house where I just had a roommate move out um, and I'm going to move into that room. It's in the basement, but before that I'm going to renovate it. And so I went down to kind of just look around and see what's going on. And next thing you know, I have a hammer in my hand and building materials all over the floor. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, I was joking with my friend yesterday that I am a great destructionator. And like I, I will do that and I'm, I'm good at it. And then, like, when it comes to cleaning up and rebuilding, oh, man, that can be pretty rough. (laughs) So, yeah, I can – yeah, I'll send you a picture of all the building materials just in the middle of the room there. That is hilarious. Would you have anything in mind of what you're trying to fix or you're just doing little minor repairs or what were you doing? um, When I went down there? Yeah, what was, like, your goal? Well, catharsis. Okay. (laughs) 
I mean, it is was it, just like were you tearing like, drywall you know, off the wall, or like what were you doing? That was yeah. So that was catharsis was more like the result. But when I went down, I knew that um, pretty much every room in my house has to be renovated at some point or another. And one of the biggest hurdles to starting to do the pretty stuff, like making the walls look good and putting fixtures on, is making sure that the infrastructure of the house is sound. Yep. So, you know, um, putting wires up, or, or, or let me rephrase that, rewiring the house or like ductwork that needs to be done or plumbing. And it just so happens that, you know, the basement was technically like, I'd say 80% finished. Like they had finished it, but, uh, just like, you know, it was a, a jack of all trades kind of job where they just slap stuff up and it didn't look awful, but it wasn't great. And, yeah. uh, there are a lot of things like I was ripping down the ceiling tile and looking at wires. And typically when you split a wire, you have a junction, what's called a junction box, right? So it's done safely. You wire it all up. Everything's insulated. You got wire ties. I found a junction that was just like where one wire turned into two different wires. Oh, my God. And it was just wrapped in this ball of electrical tape. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. That's awesome. So when that we, kind of fun stuff. When was your house built again? Uh, 1950. 1950. Holy so, crap, man. Yeah. So man. it's good. That's but, You know, back then, that's what – I mean, people – you didn't hi- if you didn't have money to hire an electrician, it still had to get done. Yeah. So you did it. Yeah. So God. you um, are you are adulting at its finest, my friend. And I, I Yeah. And speaking of, I'm gonna make a cheesy segue into here. Uh our topic of today is not home ownership nor the purchase of homes or home renovations. It's actually about some of the most important adults in our lives. And that is who, Jordan? Mama, mama, I just killed a man. I put, put a gun, gun against <laughs> his head. Um, yeah, yeah, moms, moms' day, man. Our podcast will come out today is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day for all you guys. Uh, if you're listening on Mother's Day, obviously we released yeah. it on Mother's Day, but uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom, Ellen, and happy Mother's Day to my mom, Kelly. Yeah, dude, I can't think of you know besides dads anyone who's more important i agree our parents are pretty important people in our lives and it's uh we're we're definitely lucky to have such great role models who have kind of shaped us uh to who we are today and you've kind of get a glimpse of who jordan and i are uh through the podcast but i think a lot has to do with how we were raised and our parents influence on us for sure agreed i couldn't say it better but i'll try um (laughs) (laughs) man what is motherhood to you, Brian? Tell me about your experience being a mom. My experience being a mom is so vast. I mean, uh, having one, I feel like I can talk on the subject with you know the the most expertise out there. So um, you should take everything I say about my experience in motherhood to heart, ladies. Um, if you want any yeah. ideas or experience, <laughs> especially <laughs> his experience in the birthing process, yeah. Yeah, uh, it happened. I got born, so clearly I know everything about it. So from your own unique vantage point. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, man, I respect that. Is a that is a clearly a full time job and a uh, an experience <clears throat> that we will you and I will never get to experience uh, as a mom. Um, parenthood, hopefully, yes, but being mothers, 
definitely something that we are never going to get to to feel. Um, but we've had we we both have two wonderful ones, and uh, who have taught us so much crap. And uh, I, I right now I have so many crazy stories uh, and funny stories and sad stories about moms and you know growing up and but kind of give me a, a glimpse of you know if you for you Jordan like kind of a snapshot of you know in a generalized term how your relationship started grew and where it's at today with your mom well um I the relationship with my mom started um it was kind of uh you know it wasn't as intimate for me as it was for her, probably. I saw her more as a landlord as I grew in her belly. <laughs> and and I'm sure she was upset with me for making her throw up. And, and like, have weird I cravings. Just, yeah, I'd make her have cravings. And then I'd, you know, I'd, like, just get... I feel like I kind of outgrew my space. And so I threw... I, I got rid of my anger in weird ways. Like, I'd punch the walls. Gotcha. So, yeah. You were an angry kid um, back then, too, huh? I know I was, and I think you, you know, landlords have to deal with a lot of crap. Um, and coming full circle, um, I'm grateful that she was very forgiving of that. Um, but did she you, did evict me. Did you I, get your security deposit back? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one, to be honest. But I was evicted. Oh and, shit. Um, I I think back to. You know what's funny is so we we've talked about memories and how they're fallible. Yeah. But man, I swear I have memories from when I was like before I could talk. And they're not they're not abundant and they're not incredibly vivid or anything, but um really positive memories that I can recall um and you know as I get older they they become worse or or not as accurate or i mean that's just how memories work but um i have nothing i can't look back and remember anything but positive experiences with my mom and so that's not to say that we haven't had differences and you know growing up personalities develop and um you know you have differing opinions and it's not always sunshine and roses but um my mom is the epitome of love and what a loving person is. And that's not just to me. That's to, that's to everyone she encounters. Right. And so I feel really lucky that I, um, you know, I landed in her care. I, I don't know how it works. I'm not going to attempt to try and like explain how we get here and all that crap. But, um, for better, like, for better, definitely, I ended up with my mom, and uh, you know the all the. Did you take psychology, Brian? Not really. No. Well, dang it! I thought you'd be able to help me because I'm going to butcher this. No. But I I know like Freud had a he had a theory that you know the and and it kind of gets into attachment theory too. But like as you grow up, like you are more attached to your mom in like the first five years or something like that. I'm just making it up. And then like, if your dad's present, which hopefully he is, um, then you kind of switch over to your dad and then teenage years come and whatever happens. Is this boys Um, or is this children in general? I don't know. Why are you asking me, Brian? Because you're acting, you're acting like I brought it up. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you did a lot of research on this. I did a ton. I just, you know, I heard through the great frying through, you know, some random threads. I saw a Facebook post. Whatever. Yeah, I saw a Facebook post. I, I saw a picture of Albert Einstein. There's a quote next to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's that's how I came to this. But no, back to the topic. I um, I, I think that kind of rings true for me. Um, dad was at work a lot and, um, grow, you know, moms are kind of traditionally, at least in, in our culture and society are the child bearers and the rearers. So for the first five years until they can ship us off to school and have school watch us for the majority of the day. Um, I don't recall my mom working. I think she maybe had a part-time job at a, a little store called the perfect party. And it's just like a party store with all the fun knickknacks and stuff. Nice. But yeah, I was my mom's little sidekick, which is, you know, I have every, she's the only person I have to thank for me liking country music. That's awesome. So it's more like you, you can thank her for that, Brian. Yeah, Otherwise, we wouldn't be that. starting a country band. I'd tell you to <laughs> get lost. Um, Go pounce so, so yeah, um, I, I went everywhere with my mom. Um, I, I, I remember this story. So my mom was really involved in the PTA. Um, she was actually the PTA president for, I think, two years at my elementary school. Oh, wow. And um, so she was always at the school, which was great. I was always at the school, even when I wasn't in school. Gotcha. But uh, um, I got to know people through that. And then when I got into uh, kindergarten, I had this awesome teacher, and it was a snow day. And um, I don't know if they would allow kids to do this, but we went out, and we like were sledding down this little hill we had at the school. And I remember like it snuck up on me and I had to pee really bad. And so I'm like, I got to go potty. So I go back in and the kindergarten room we had had its own little bathroom. So I run in there and I shut the door and I turn around. And as soon as I see the toilet, bam, just all comes out of me. I whizzed my pants. And so I'm this five-year-old, just whizzed my pants and then immediately started bawling, right? Oh, my goodness. Fortunately... My mom was substituting uh, at the school that day. She was a substitute teacher, and she was substituting my sister's class. And when you're five, I mean, when I was five, I didn't think anything but I want my mommy. Uh, I didn't think, like, oh, this is embarrassing, or at least my memory is not recalling that. But I remember sloshing down the hall. And getting to where my mom was uh, substitute teaching, and then you know she did the mom thing, and um, and then I remember driving home. We had a Sundance. I don't even remember who made that car, but it was a yellow Sundance. And uh, this was back before seatbelts were a huge thing, because I just stood up in the middle in the console uh, and drove all the way home. Got cleaned up. That is hilarious. So yeah, That's well, a good story. Yeah, I kind of just went off. And I don't know how that. Uh, just memories related, of your, of your but, childhood and your mom, man. Yeah. Oh, that's well, awesome. I have. You know, that's that's one of a thousand stories I could tell you about how my mom's awesome and took care of me and yeah. did an awesome job raising me. I'd probably be better off as an adult if she was still like more actively raising me, like <laughs> like if I was living at home and she was making sure I was getting my homework done. <laughs> I think you would be a completely different person, though. What do you mean? I I don't necessarily mean for the positive. I mean, oh, you think it would affect my dating life or something? Maybe just a little bit. 
it, it, it's possible. I don't a know. Skosh? It's it's Skosh. What is that movie? Failure to launch. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, You're the movie buff. Ma- Matthew McConaughey, I think it is, and he's like, yeah, he just can't. His parents are trying to kick him out of the house, and he's like in his 30s or 40s or something like that. So, it's pretty Matthew good. McConaughey. Pretty, pretty. All right, all right, all right. He's like, no. mom, I know you want me to leave, but I'm just a good son. I'll sit here at your house. Mom, you know what's awesome? I get older, and you guys get older, too. (laughs) (laughs) The dynamics never change, Mom. (laughs) And I drive a Lincoln. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Tell me about your mom. Yeah. I know your mom probably better than you know my mom. Yes, I would would agree. And uh, and that's a character, too. I mean, not saying, Mm. you know, I think it's more of, you know, you working out in Catalina, which is in California, so you have more opportunity to spend time in California. But I've definitely spent time with your mom. Not a ton, but you definitely know my mom better than I know your mom. But my mom is uh, it's very similar to yours in the sense that she is a mom not just for me, but for everybody. Uh, I can, you know, I can count probably three, four, maybe even five uh, friends, uh, mostly from college, that have lived at my parents' house. While I was not living there, you know, just they took them in for a brief, whether it be a week or two or months or two. And they just they help other people out. Um, my parents do. But my mom specifically uh, will definitely uh, reach out and be that mom figure for everybody. Um, I had we would have friends come over and have dinner with my parents when my brother and I weren't even there. Like I remember I remember for Joe's I think it was his 18th birthday. We were in Catalina and Joe and I were in Catalina working. And a bunch of my college friends came over, and it was like five or six of them came over for dinner and celebrated my brother's birthday with my parents, without knowing there, with, with no one there but my parents. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but my mom, similar to me, uh, firstborn kid, she was the oldest of five, um, and she, uh, very Italian uh, family in Southern California, um, she being the oldest, and her parents working a lot. She kind of was the uh, in in the latter part of her teen years, and then uh, well, was kind of the parent for her for her younger siblings, and she raised them. Um, and she kind of had to grow up a lot quicker than um, kids, you know, that age normally do. And so she yeah. she became a pretty strong person early on, um, and very very stubborn, um, very. Uh, Your mom? Yeah, right. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, no, not stubborn. Stubborn, energetic personality that you will gravitate to from day one. Like she is just a great personality. Uh, you know when she's in the room, um, and uh, she's just she cares and she listens. Um, she's definitely opinionated. That is for damn sure, uh, and she will let you know your her opinion. <laughs> Uh, which is great because you never have to guess where you stand with her. Um, and we, you know, I was the, obviously I was the oldest. Uh, I was the oldest not only in as, as a kid, but of all the grandchildren. So my mom and dad, you know, on both sides of their families, I was the oldest. And so I was kind of like the, the experimental kid in the sense of, you know, what, what do we do with this? Where do we take them? What, how do we, how do we, uh, you know, do this? And so I was yeah. pretty close to my, both my parents, but my mom, especially, uh, she worked. Um, and I would, you know, go to daycare and stuff like that. Uh, and then in high school age, I would say, I think senior year was, was the most of the time, but her and I just clashed, man. We, that year of senior year high school, I wouldn't say we hated each other, 
but we definitely fought a lot. And my dad had to be the mediator. Your senior year of high school? Senior year of high school. My mom oh, and I were definitely ready to not see each other for a little while. And what did I do? I went to college in the same town I grew up in. So Where she worked. <laughs> Where she worked. <laughs> she got real far away. Um, was it like Seinfeld when, like, you you know how Jerry and Newman see each other and all they, they're just like, Jerry. Newman. Newman. Mom. Brian. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know, That's I, funny. I think, I think we needed yeah. to have that that headbutting time because now she's one of my best friends, man. I love, I oh, love yeah. her, and I've always loved her. But you know, we've learned it how yeah. to deal with each other and how how we tick and what makes us tick, and we still get on each other's nerves sometimes. But um, there is there is definitely a, a close relationship between my mom and, and I, and uh, I'm a mama's boy, oh, man. Yeah. And I love, I love her, man. I'm closer. In personality to my mom, uh, for sure. My dad is a wonderful, awesome individual, but he is—he's quiet and he's more like Joe, soft-spoken. And Joe is very like my brother is very like uh, my dad. They—they yeah. uh, they are very thought. They think about what they're going to say before they say it, and you know they go. Where my mom and I just will just—we wear our emotions Blah. on our sleeve, dude. We wear it on our sleeve. <laughs> if we're pissed, you will know we're pissed. If we're happy, you'll know we're happy. Uh, we were very, very, very similar in that aspect. So yeah. that's why my mom and I disagreed and fought a lot. And actually, my brother and my dad fought a lot when they were my brother was in high school because they're so similar. So, um, well, wait, your dad and Joe fought a lot. Yeah, yeah, they had more disagreements uh, just because of their similar similarities in personality. Yeah, that's really interesting. You say that. Like now that I recall, um, teenage years are rough. For I feel like everybody, yeah. all around. I would agree. Um, I would agree. But it's just because there's so much change. There are a lot of different hormones and all that, you know, hullabaloo. But um, that was that was a time when I kind of was at odds with my parents as well, just like being the moody teenager. Um, and I remember particularly um, one instance was when I was, uh, it was, I think it was right when I turned eighteen. So I kind of had the mentality of, well, I'm a legal adult now kind of thing. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. uh, Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, I was a good kid. My mom and dad did a good job raising me. I did not – I was not a rule breaker. I did not, like, um, actively disobey. I I, I mean, it it wasn't my main objective to go just, like, defy my parents. Um, you know, I was still a kid and I was a rascal and I, I could get into trouble, but it wasn't like to spite my parents, you know? Yep. Um, um, the one thing that I always struggled with growing up was, man, all these stories are coming to my mind like hard, (laughs) um, was I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, you might recall CC. I do. That name. Yeah. Well, um, I was in love, man. I was just this, you know, um, I was Twitter pated. And had a truck that my parents gave to me. Well, you know, they still owned it, but I drove it around. I had the keys and, uh, I just stayed out late. And I remember like a couple times I just, I loved to stay out late with friends. Like, and I wasn't doing anything crazy, just talking or watching a movie, maybe with CC, I was making out or something like that. But, um, I remember one time, um, my mom is a worry ward. I think I've, I've alluded to that in the past. Yeah, you talked about always like, worried about it. Yep. Well, I think moms do that. 
but my mom in particular, and it would just stress her out when she didn't know where I was. And um, this was back before cell phones, really. I mean, I sometime around that time, I, I got a cell phone, but it wasn't like it is now, where you can just shoot a text yeah. or like it's so ubiquitous. The old Nokia call. bricks. Oh, you were so you were just worried. You're like, oh, I only have like 50 minutes left to talk, you know. And if I talk for 10 seconds, it counts as a minute. <laughs> yeah, and right. Like, like all that crap. This is so funny. Oh, anyway. But I remember um, going at odds with her one time, and uh, I can't remember the details of it, but it just kind of correlates with that age. And, like, it was time to get out and and go experience the world, leave the nest, so to speak. Uh, but such is life, man, that, you know, you, you don't really know what you have until you don't have it anymore. And... Um, I, al- I always have felt a presence um, in my life for my parents, whether I've been out on Catalina Island or whether I've been in Cedar City, Utah. Um, my parents have, have made it known that they're there. It's different when you're not around them all the time, though. It is. And, and, and I think that's where the growth came. And, I, you know, you start to see things through the eyes of an adult or, you know, you're having to do things more independently you gain a much deeper appreciation for um, what your parents are doing or what they've done or what they've gone through or what you've put them through. Yeah, and mostly the latter. And <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's kind of, I've gotten to a point there with my parents um, and with my mom that, uh, you know, we have reached that point where I have nothing but like gobs and gobs of gratitude for her. And, and, uh, I hope I can be like half the parent that she is, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's lucky. We are lucky individuals in the sense that we have parents that not only are good role models, but are also our friends and we enjoy hanging out with. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm spinning the wheel. We're shaking this conversation up here. Here's the wheel. I'm spinning. Spin it. Just spun it and it landed on random memory from your mom when you were younger. Random, when you were like a kid. Random memory from my mom when you're younger. Yeah, yeah, and it's your turn, Brian. My turn. Okay, so my mom hates, hates, hates frogs. Like with a passion, she hates frogs. <laughs> and uh, so, set the stage, the background there. I, my mom, God, I had to be in. I would say it's either high school or it was grammar school. Um, and she was teaching us. We were doing projects. Uh, she taught us how to uh, blow an egg. So, like, keep the eggshell, decorate it, and blow it out, blow the yolk out without damaging the egg. So, we had been doing that at the house. So, there's a bowl of, uh, you know, egg yolk um, in, you know, the kitchen and stuff like that. And um, we... We're somehow outside barbecuing and having fun or doing something outside playing around. And there was a dead frog, like dried dead frog in our driveway. And me, being the complete jackass kid that I was, I decided, man, I'm going to torture my mom with this. And so what do I do is I pick up the dead frog and I start kind of waving it. And my mom's like, don't. Don't. I will. I will hurt you if you throw this or you do something this to me. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I'm laughing. You know, my mom won't do this. And 
Little did I, well, I know this, and I probably knew this then. My mom does not threaten without actually following, following through, through on shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she's like, you will regret this if you do this. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Like, and I'm, I'm sure my brother and my dad are kind of egging me on, and you know, or I'm just getting a rise out of my mom, so I'm going to continue to do this. Well, I decide to chuck it at her and throw it at her. Oh, my goodness. And, God, <laughs> that was the worst idea in the world. And she comes after me, and she's chasing me. And I run into the house, right? And I, and I get into my room, and I close the door, and I sit against the door. And I'm like, and the door opens up into the, into the, uh, the room, right? And I'm sitting against it. And, you know, my mom's got some, some weight behind her in the sense that yeah. she was definitely bigger than I was. And so... She grabs the bowl of egg yolk and she pushes <laughs> she pushes the door open, not even all the way. Like I'm sitting there like cowering and I just see this bowl come around the corner and just pour all over my head. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what I get. That's what I get oh, for doing. That's great. Yeah, that's my mom. That is my, she, she will never threaten you without following through. And she did something. Oh, that, so I got in, in that theme. I have another story, and it's not about me, but it's about my brother. I've told this story before, <laughs> I think, to friends. But again, same same thing. My brother had this bad habit when he was a little kid of stealing her water, like at a restaurant or anything, and like taking taking her water and drinking it without asking for permission. And she'd yeah. be like, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" And Joe, just same thing, like laugh, he 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 he. She's like, "You will wear it if you do it again." And he 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 he. he. So he grabs the water, and as he's grabbing it, she grabs it out of his hands and just chucks it in his face. And his face is just like <laughs> open eyes, like, oh my God. Like, my mom just threw water at me. <laughs> he never did it again. <laughs> never. Go figure. Right? She, uh, she, will, she will always follow through on her, on her threats, man. Man, I think, I, I, I know this isn't a podcast on like parenting or um, advice on parenting, but I think that. That's one thing that we could take away from, uh, you know, your mom's parenting style, which is, um, stay true to your word. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Fall, I mean, don't don't say you're going to do stuff like I'm going to make your ass blue with a belt, <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying. Like, I agree. But like the things that you say you're going to do, do them. Like, like be a person of your word. I think that can go a long way. Don't beat your kids. Yeah, but, don't beat your kids. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna threaten to, you know, take away their toys or something, don't threaten it and then not do it and fall through. Got to do it. Yep. Yeah, that's funny, man. I can yeah. totally. Yeah. Is it any wonder that none of these stories come as a surprise? Knowing your mom, no, not at all. And knowing and, you too, yeah. And and those yeah. that people who know my mom will not ever be surprised by that at all. She is yeah. a uh, she's a very powerful, wonderful woman, and uh, but she yeah. will like do not get on her bad side because she will destroy you. She will end you. <laughs> That's what she'll tell us sometimes. I will end you. I brought you into this. I brought you into this world. I could take you out of this world. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's great. Uh, one of her favorite sweatshirts. I think it was a sweatshirt or a shirt or a coffee mug. It says, "I yell because yeah. I care." Yeah. yeah, man. That's awesome. Oh, man. I have so many memories. How about, I know you told uh, yeah. one already, but had any others that come to your mind? I know there's oh, a dude, thousand. Oh, dude, a ton. Yeah. Um, well, so 
this kind of speaks to my mom's uh i don't know how to how to describe it in one word or if it's possible but she's just i i kind of always already described her as such a loving person yeah um but but like to the point of like sacrifice like she um she would give anything of hers to make sure that you were safe, warm, happy, like all those types of things. Um, that's the best way to describe my mom. And, and in a way, she's very much like my grandma, her mom. Um, they were like, you know, absolutely cut from the same cloth um, in that their personalities are the same. They're just very giving, uh, dedicated to their family, um, always serving them. So that kind of sets the stage for this uh, story of when I was a little shit. Um, and my mom just bore it with such patience and uh, <laughs> kindness and uh, like a saint. I can't even I, – I do not have that patience. If my kid did what I did to my mom, I would have not beat the kid, but they might have been wearing some macaroni and cheese. <laughs> so So – so here's the story. Like I was just throwing a little fit and like, I wasn't getting my way. And so my mom was, um, she was already kind of running late to an appointment. And, uh, and I was just throwing a fit because I really wanted, uh, macaroni and cheese. Like I, I wanted mac and cheese. Like I was hungry. I wanted mac and cheese, which plays on a lot of a parent's emotions. Like when a kid says they're hungry, you know, you take that seriously, right? That's a, it's kind of a big deal, but truth be told i was just being a little shit i mean i probably i probably was hungry but so i just threw this tantrum or this fit and whined and complained and my mom's like fine i'll make you macaroni and cheese and so like she sat there and i just sat there and watched her as she made me macaroni and cheese and i made her late for her appointment oh my goodness and she ended up making it and then i wanted pepper in it oh my so goodness I just, so i kept putting pepper in it and I put pepper in it. I put more pepper in it. And I put so much pepper in it that it was, like, disgusting. I couldn't eat it. So she spent all this time making macaroni and cheese that I defiled <laughs> with pepper. And then I didn't even eat it. Oh, my God. And I can only imagine, like, man, that's the reason people don't have kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of stories like that. Uh, but she just did it and then she, you know, and then she left and, um, oh, I think, crap. I think my, you know, she, she must've told my dad that story. Cause I think I got a talking to by my dad later, but, uh, yeah. So that's an example of my mom's undying love for her family. Patience, man. She has patience. patience oh, geez. Patience to boot. But you know, she, that's how. That's just kind of how my mom is. Like, you could probably, if you wanted to, I think fortunately, um, you know, we were raised well enough to not uh, exploit that. You know, as a young kid, I didn't really know any better, I guess. Yeah. It, it, it seems really shitty when I look back at it. Um, but, you know, I was like seven or eight, so I got to write it off. Um, but, uh, yeah, do our best to not... Um, um, exploit. Oh, what do you know? I'm getting a call from my mom. Oh, uh, that's what a perfect, coincidence. Perfect timing. That's awesome. Perfect timing. Well, I'll have to call her back. Um, but anyway, anyway, yeah. So, 
let's talk. I'm just, you know, it, it's it's a futile point or it's a futile um, challenge to 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 think of like the best memory you have with your mom, Brian. Yeah, because I think there are so many of them. But I spun the wheel again. You didn't hear it. Oh no! Uh, and it said happiest memory with your mom. And I know, like, you could probably think of a bunch of them, and you may not have a, a happiest one, but share a happy one. Yeah. A happy memory no, with your mom. Actually, one pops up to my my mind. Uh, it kind of is uh, – it's multiple memories per se. Um, my mom and I, growing up, uh, had, a, had a song that I know – it makes her the happiest uh, remembering this. And it makes me happy too, but it makes me happy because it makes her happy. Um, mm-hmm. is there's a song, a country song, uh, next to you sitting next to me. I don't know. I think it's, uh, is it diamond Rio that sings that song next to you sitting, sitting next, next to, to me. me. And so we would used to, we used to play that song and when that song would come on the radio, we would like point at each other. You know, I'd be sitting in the front seat with my mom, you know, my mom would be driving and that's awesome. Yeah. So that's our song. Like, you know, uh, when I get married instead of like the first, you know, a mom, uh, mom, son dance, like. You know, it's not much of a, a dancing song per se, like a slow dance song, yeah. but I think that's going to be our song that we, we play and kind of just figure out how we dance to it or just kind of go along to that's that. Awesome. That's definitely, you know, that I remember, you know, just the joy of having fun sitting in that front, oh, yeah. front seat and singing along with my mom. And that's, that's definitely oh, yeah. a good one. But how about you, man? Oh, I, again, got a ton of them. And the one I had in mind before you started talking about singing and country music, um, was that my mom, I, you know, I was probably, um, I don't know, probably around 10, 10, 12 years old. Um, my mom became the master of Dr. Mario, the video game. <laughs> I remember that game. Did, did, did you ever play that? I, I, never, I don't think I had it, but I played it on yeah. people's Game Boys or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like Tetris, but instead you have these different colored viruses in a little pill bottle and you're... Or, and you're throwing pills in, and you have to match the colors up. And anyway, my mom would slay that game. That's funny. And that is we'd funny. just sit there and listen to Michael Jackson's History, his two-disc album. Oh, my goodness. And, and play that game. That is and that awesome. Was, that was great memories. That is awesome. Um, but the one, you know, now that you mention it, I don't know that we had a song in particular, but we would drive around. I was my mom's uh, co-pilot. When we'd go around to places, and all we listened to was country, and yeah. so uh, that song that you mentioned resonates with me. But you know, I got into Garth Brooks because okay. my mom. Yep. And I got into, um, you know, I recall going camping and stuff, and uh, we'd be driving in the truck up to the Uintas, and the whole time we'd have a tape deck, you know, and we're listening to Alabama. Yeah. And we listened to Eighteen uh, Wheeler, the song. Oh, oh yeah. And so we'd sing that, um, and then one other thing that's gonna that comes to mind is, uh, and my mom will kill me for this, maybe not, who knows? <laughs> but like you know how this happens to anyone, like any adult basically that isn't three percent body fat and at the gym, you know, for twenty percent of their life, but like you hold your arm up and it's relaxed, and there's skin and fat and muscle that hangs down that you can flick. And it just kind of like dangles and like, yeah. you know, yeah. swings. Yeah. And I used to do that. I used to, my mom's legs would be sitting up on a chair or something and I'd go like flicker calf or whatever. 
so I do that. All the, all these like disjointed memories, man. They're just coming back. I know. It's very non-linearly. No, non-linear for sure. It's just something sparks the memory. Uh, that, oh yeah. Oh god. I, I mean, you know, it, it, we we would not to, to change the the tune here, but we were remiss to talk about. I mean, what we do and however comma is, we kind of look at both sides of things, right? So, um, not to by any means put down or belittle, but. I, I, I kind of want to think about some not negative, but a a rough time between relationships or a, a time a tough time with moms because you know it's easy to talk about all the positive things and our memories bring about all the positives, but there's definitely yeah. some times in our lives, and I think people could relate to the times that there were some struggles between mom and uh, mom and son, um, and uh, yeah. you know I I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely go first and uh, in the sense that you know please I, do I. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I no means is this a, a dig by by any means, but I know it's just honest. It's honest. That's it. It's honest, yeah. and uh, you know it. It's it's tough to it's tough to see your mom. You know have faults, and your parents have faults, right? And and recognize yeah. that as the older you get, and uh, and no means am I gonna. I you know I don't, I you know I don't want to necessarily point out my that my parents' faults, and I don't. I'm thinking of a specific story, but I think it's we'd be remiss to say that they're human just like us and we can't put them on pedestals. Uh, they make mistakes and they've, they will continue to make mistakes. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, you learn from them, you, and you, you know, whether you, uh, learn enough to, to not make the same mistakes or, you know, you, yeah. you, you empathize and do the same things that they do, but you know, they're, are they're not, they're not perfect. They're definitely not perfect. Yeah. And I think that's what makes them even better though, is that imperfections, um, and uh, well, quit beating around the bush. I, I don't. What's wrong with your mom, Brian? Nothing's wrong with my mom. Everything <laughs> and everything's wrong with my mom. No, I would say her personality is probably uh, it's a very strong one to deal with. And uh, yeah, if it, if you don't agree with her, um, she will let you know. And okay, well, give us an example. Oh God, you got something on your mind? I don't really. I don't have a specific example off the top of my head without. Lighting. Well, you might need to whisper it because I know your mom's in the other room. I know she might come in with I'm, the bowl of eggs. I'm talking loud enough; she might hear me and just <laughs> point her. She's gonna do the old point the finger at me and just like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? I, yeah, you know that point. You know that point, um, dude. Oh, I know. Well, I, I, you're not a dog. Um, you're not that different though. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways yeah but when i was i remember when nate and i came out for your welcome home party yeah um um how you know i let dogs wrestle with me like that's just kind of how i am but your mom oh man those dogs respect her oh god yeah cool to see oh my god yeah my dog doesn't listen to me but my dog listens to my mom for sure she makes it known oh, who's the alpha absolutely known who the alpha is yeah, she, she she lets me know who the alpha is. She's my alpha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she's the alpha. No, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily want to specific things, but there's definitely enough yeah. to acknowledge that they're there. You know, like yeah. Well, yeah. So to your point, like I could I could point some things out of my mom uh, that um, I've come to accept, and it, it's really interesting. Because it's the exact same thing that is her strength is her weakness. I, I if that makes agree. sense. Oh no, I agree. So I agree. So she is so kind and loving and giving um, 
but to a fault, you know, like where she will at any expense do anything for her kids. And, and I'll take that a, a step further. My mom is an exceptional grandmother, like, like my grandmother was in the sense that she, uh, I think some people get to the stage of grandparent and they're like, Oh, thank God. I, I've done my part. Like I raised my kids and now I get to just have fun, you know? And, um, she, she goes above and beyond as a grandma, um, to let her grandkids know that they're special. Um, so to that end, I think, um, sometimes she, uh, I don't know how to say this, but like, like Christmas, for example, you know, um, she always says, well, I know these kids are spoiled and, and they're just spoiled rotten. And I'm like, well, you're the one spoiling them. (laughs) That's that's the thing. And she's like, I know, I know. And she's like, well, never again. We're not, you know, this is the last Christmas. It's going to be like extravagant basically. And next Christmas comes around and the kids are just showered with gifts, you know? So that's funny. Um, and I, that's such a small thing that, I mean, what, yeah. What harm is that actually doing that? You know, she's not putting herself in financial turmoil or, no. you know, my dad might s- say differently, but <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, they're not, you know, they, they have the means to do it. And so, um, they do it. And that's, that's one of the ways my mom shows love. And, you know, I think to that point, uh, I don't know. Is it really a fault then? I don't know. Like you have to take it as a whole, you know, you can look at it from any angle. It's kind of a matter of perspective and really who does it affect? Um, no one. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it was a problem and like they were in, if my mom was in, you know, thousands of dollars worth of debt because she couldn't stop buying things for her kids or her grandkids. Then I'd say, yeah, maybe it's a problem, but you know, it's not. And I, you know, in more ways than one, I'm a, I've been a beneficiary of that, uh, kindness, you know, yeah, that benevolence. I, my mom is wonderful as far as that kind of stuff goes. And, um, you know, material stuff can never replace, uh, the intangibles, but, it's there. It's nice. It is. So. It is. You know, and what's cool, too, is uh, I think the, the company we keep, majority of our friends have uh, pretty damn good relationships with their mothers, too. And, and uh, yeah. you know, I, I know kind of sequence into uh, you shot out last night just quickly, you know, before the uh, podcast, a, a message on Facebook for anybody who wanted to do a shout out to their moms and uh I definitely uh, I think this is a good time to to read read those and uh, I I'll, I'll start with uh, my friend Liz um, she wanted uh, she put this out there and you know uh, about her mom and I'll, I'll read it for everybody and it says uh, this is from Liz my my friend Liz and says I love my mom she showed me that not concerning yourself with others think you get to have the most fun she's never afraid to be herself and I'm so lucky to have her as a model. It's pretty awesome. So thank you, Liz, for sharing that about your mom. And I think, yeah, thanks, Liz. Um, and I've got one from one of our most loyal listeners, um, Fifi. Uh, I'm just going to read verbatim what she wrote. I love my mom. 
She's overcome so much adversity in her life, and she's come out on top, and I'm so proud to call her my mommy. She has gone back to work recently after being a housewife slash stay-at-home mom for the past 30-plus years, and she is working so hard. I try to tell her when I can, but I know she still needs to hear how awesome she is. Love my mama. Heart emoji. Uh, rad. That's cool. Super cool. Thanks for sharing, Fifi. And thanks, for uh, Yeah, I appreciate it. Guys. And um, I also shared it on my uh, my own wall, which, let me see here. So we've got another comment here from my aunt, uh, Leslie, who is rad. And thank you for listening to the podcast, Aunt Leslie. And she's up in Oregon. Um, she's writing to her mom, uh, my grandmother, on my dad's side. says, Dear Mom, it's been 18 years since you've been gone. Yet not a single day goes by that I don't think of a wise thing you told me or a lesson you taught me. I miss you more each day. I try very hard each and every day to be the person you believed I could be. I love you. That's that awesome. is awesome. That is awesome. Um, thank you, Aunt Leslie, for that. I love Grandma Holloman, too. She's awesome, and I miss her. And um, then we got one more. Well, it looks like my sister, she said, I'm thinking I'll get back to you. Um, <laughs> but she is busy being a mom, so oh, we'll give her a pass. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure she will echo and then some every positive thing I've said about my mom. So um, she raised us both and mitigated all the fights me and my sister had. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so from Natalie, this is my mom's colleague. Um, she writes, let me tell you how I feel about your mom, Kelly. She is my best friend. She knows me better than anyone outside of my family and loves me unconditionally. My world is a better place because she is in it. She is a fantastic mom to two pretty wonderful people and a Mimi to three great kiddos. Mimi means grandma. Like that's what my grand or that's what my nieces and nephews call uh, my mom. Okay. Uh, and has two of the cutest grand pups and has one amazing hubby. She loves you all so much. I know this because she speaks of you often. She shares in your successes and victories. She is caring, funny, sweet, loving, but not afraid to tell you what you need to hear. I love you, Kelly, and I hope you have the best Mother's Day. How sweet. Thank you, Natalie. That was very kind. Um, and I echo that. that Shout awesome. out to all the moms, man, Shout especially out. mine. Yeah, what, what is your message to your mom, man? Well, aside from all the things that we've talked about, um, number one is I love you. You're the best. Um, couldn't do life without you. And, um, man, it's so dumb. I you put me on the spot and I like, it's weird. I get emotional. It's not good a, thing. You can't see problem. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not a problem. Not um, a problem at all. No. Um, I, the older I get, the more grateful I am for my mom every day. I just think of all the things and sacrifices that, you know, all the things she's done and the sacrifices she's made, um, to see that her success or her family has thrived and that we've, you know, had everything that we've needed to be happy and comfortable in life. And, um, I, you know, I'm working on the greatest gift that I could give my mom, which is grandkids. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, no promises, uh, <laughs> 
but uh, I, I am cognizant of it. And yeah, so many great memories of my mom, and I look forward to many great, uh, you know, many great occasions in the future to to make more memories. Um, love her with all my heart, and I'll just leave it at that. How about you, Brian? Yeah. Brian. Well, I uh, I will echo the sense of love, man. Love is uh, – if, if there was a more uh, magnanimous – is that a word? I think magnanimous is a that word. That is a word. Uh, then, Great job. Then the word love. Um, I, that's what I express my mom. She is, uh, she is who I want to be in the sense of uh, the world spirit and uh, caretaker for not only her family – uh, but the people that she surrounds herself with, um, I, yeah. I, uh, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better role model. I uh, couldn't ask even with her with with you know the positives and negatives that I acknowledge and recognize uh, that every person has. Um, I love my mom to death, and she is an epitome of unconditional love. And um, no matter what I do or my brother does or people that she values do, she will love you to death. Um, and we'll continue to be there to bail you out. And I cannot say thank you enough for being that mother to me. Um, and not only me, but, but my, but the other children, quote unquote, air quotes that she has, um, that, that can consider her a mom. And I am, I am greatly, greatly appreciative of, of having her in my life. And, uh, I wouldn't know what to do without her. And she's, uh, she's wonderful. So thank you, uh, Ellen. I, I do appreciate it. Love you, Mom. Love you, Ellen. Lo- love you, Kelly. Love you, Kelly. Love you, Mom. Love you all, moms out there. Um, well, here's one other thing I, I guess I could end with or wrap up is that I'm not only grateful for my mom for being thebomb.com uh, <laughs> because, yeah, um, I don't know. Heart's just full of love and gratitude for that woman. Uh, but um, I'm really grateful for your mom too, man, because – you know, had she been a deadbeat or, you know, not been the person that she was or that it required, which, you know, I must say it, it quite a lot required quite a lot to raise you and Joe. Oh my God. Yes. Um, had she not been that person, you know, things could be different between you and me. I could probably hate you more than I do now. I would say, how does that, how can you hate me more than you already do? <laughs> Yeah, um, so grateful, grateful to your mom for raising such a great guy, dude. And I'm, I cannot, without sounding uh, cliche, but I echo the comments about you, your mom, and uh, creating the person that is uh, Jordan Holloman. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm more of her than uh, than I probably care to admit, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, I'm more like my mom. So uh, that's funny. Uh, anyway. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to our moms and all the wonderful moms out there. Keep fighting the good fight, raising good kids, and uh, we thank you for listening. Yeah, and uh, remember, in the spirit of your good moms out there, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. (laughs) Brad!